Welcome to the Brown Posey Press Show, part of the Books Big Network, a program dedicated to independent and self-published authors. This show will examine new and unique works of literature, learn about their creators, and discuss the industry. And now your host, Tori Gates. We're at my home in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, to do uh, this uh, edition of the Brown Posey Press Show. And sitting across from me is another person who lives here in Harrisburg. She's brought a series that begins with a massive earthquake that lays waste to much of the Northeast U.S., and it puts two teenage sisters, Quinn and Riley, on a journey with strange characters through a dystopian wilderness in Darkness Falls, the first novel of the Nature's Fury series. A.E. Faulkner has created a multi-volume saga that follows the sisters as they try to make their way forward in a very strange new land with few friends and possibly the need to trust one another. A.E., welcome to my home and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Well, this was interesting because we met at the Chocolate Town Book Fest, if I remember correctly. Yes. And that is where I find some of my guests. <laughs> uh, it's a lot more fun that way. And, um, you know, the thing that got me right away was, first of all, you had quite a series here uh, you had some really professional looking covers and you were so comfortable talking to people about what you've done here. And I think the first thing I need to ask, because it's dystopian is a word that is so popular now, the, it's become a genre in itself. And you wrote in your biography that you're into the dark and the dystopian. <laughs> so what about that interests you? I love the possibilities of what if, mm -hmm. and um, not so much that I want those things to happen, but I almost look at it as a learning experience because none of us know what will happen in the future. And I feel like reading these kind of books um, will help prepare me <laughs> for whatever might be, um, kind of preparing for the worst, I guess, and just enjoying a story where I'm not the one facing it and seeing how these characters deal with these different situations that are not good. <laughs> and isn't that the thing? It's like, we love reading about it, we love watching it, we love hearing about it, but we don't want any part of it. Absolutely not. So it's I, I, that that's interesting. The experience... Uh, of someone else or another character or something. And of course, when we think of dystopia, I mean, all we need to do is look at other parts of the world, look at what's happening in the Middle East, look what's happening in Ukraine. And, uh, you know, it's something that we have never really had to, as a nation, uh, understand. Um, the burning of the Capitol in 1814, on a small scale, perhaps, the world was much smaller than uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor. Anybody that was there, anybody who had relatives or was connected to that. My mom was in the Coast Guard during the war, and it was devastating and shocking to everyone, even from a distance. I, I agree with that. The COVID pandemic, which mm -hmm. we've all dealt with, but not closely. Um, and the wars that are happening, I haven't lived through a war where I was close to it and right. really saw the devastation. So... Um, my series kind of brings this de devastation to you, to the reader. Um, it's set in the United States, as you mentioned. And um, so it, it's kind of bringing that devastation here to us that we have to face. My characters have to face it. They don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. And 
it's a way of getting ourselves out of ourselves, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's not just the writing process; it's the genre, it's the story. It is an escape, not the way fantasy books are an escape, but it is an escape, right? And it, it is interesting too because uh, when you look at certain events, it's always what has happened. And very few people ever go forward into the idea of this will happen. This is what is going to happen. This is how it's going to happen. So I don't know too many people that have done that or have tried that. Uh, I mean, it's sort of like, yes, we are looking in the future, but uh, then again, so much of this sounds like in real time and it feels that way, which isn't such a terrible thing. Now, Yes, this is the thing, too. Darkness Falls tells of an earthquake in a part of the U.S. where it's not known for them. What led you to the idea of Pine Area? lived in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, my stories was, was definitely going to be set along the East Coast, and I wanted to have it in areas I was familiar with. Um, if you read the story, you'll see where the characters were traveling when everything kind of started to go crazy uh they were headed to delaware to the beach i absolutely love delaware love maryland Mm -hmm. um so i had to have the setting in this area that i'm familiar with and absolutely love um when i was researching for the book on natural disasters um i looked at what kind of natural disasters happened on the east coast and there was an earthquake and of course now it's it's lost to me what year it was but it was it was a pretty big size many many years ago and that kind of made me think ooh. That could happen again, but it could be bigger. It could be worse. It could cause more devastation. And could it lead to other natural disasters, almost like dominoes? Yes. Um, So I kind of really honed in on that and started from there. But I really wanted the setting. I wanted a setting that I could relate to. And I thought it would be really neat for readers to be going through a chapter and think, oh, my gosh, I recognize that place. Or I know where that that place is that these characters are or where they're going to near the beach. Mm -hmm. And it's brought home right away. And it could be anywhere. Anyhow, it doesn't matter where you live. This could be anywhere. And that was something that I thought of myself years ago was um, when you have, but we see storms, we see all these other things. What if something else occurred? And I had often wondered what happens and this is just me speculating, the hydraulic fracking that goes along the Marcellus Shale, the extent of that. And I've always thought, what happens if and when you take everything out, when you drain it out, when you remove it? Because uh, sinkholes happen when you drain water out from under and there's that drop. Is that possible? A scientist would have to tell us, probably. Mm-hmm. But isn't that something? I feel like you've really read my book. <laughs> <laughs> Did my best. <laughs> the, the other thing, too, here, um, the environmental angle, as we said, uh, was that something that was part of your your thing? Was that part of your idea of let's let's work the environmental angle in for whatever reason? Is it was it a reason of current events? Was it from your own thoughts? Uh, it was really important to me. Um, I've had an interest in environmentalism for years. I've been a Sierra Club member, volunteered with the local chapter for years, um, gone to river cleanups, and just 
that kind of activities. Um, but it's always been important to me. And just as time goes on and you see environmental protections that are loosened, um, you see just more and more abuse of the land, of animals, um, all of it just kind of really weighed on me. And I wanted to kind of pour those feelings into something. Um, I did start writing to legislators, kind of just got the non-responses back. So I really wasn't fulfilled with that. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to write for me. And if it happens to inspire anyone, all the better. So I really wanted to project kind of awareness of the environment and things that we could all do to try to help a little bit in this world that we all share. The one thing that everybody shares, regardless of differences, we all share this planet. It's the only thing we've all got. (laughs) That's true. Well, with that, we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to get into Darkness Falls and some of these characters. This is the Brown Posey Press Show. Stay with us. Sunbury Press Books brings you the work of independent authors from Pennsylvania and beyond. Check out Family Declassified by Catherine Finelli. If you're into baseball, Days of Reckoning by Ronald T. Waldo tells of the early 20th century glory days of the Pittsburgh Pirates. For politics, former Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor and Acting Governor Mark Single offers Seeking Truth in America. Find these and other great books at sundarypress.com. We're back. My guest is A.E. Faulkner, who has written the Nature's Fury series, and we've been getting into uh, the reasons uh, why uh, this series came about through her pen, and Darkness Falls is the first of the series, which uh, we're going to focus on a little bit right now. Uh, The first thing that comes to me was the outdoors. We talked about that a little bit earlier. And you immediately throw our our hero our heroines Quinn and Riley into that situation of sudden no phone. Uh, looks like the service has collapsed. What is going on? And um, you've put them in a very good spot. But also, what you've done is you've put them in a position where it's like they're at least familiar with what they're doing. They're familiar with the outdoors. They're familiar with this area. Um, was this? place this trailer park that you know it always seems like the horror movies start there (laughs) is this a is this a place you know is this a place you've stayed at (laughs) i actually did get inspiration from an actual place um back many many years ago i don't want to date myself too much but um (laughs) back um shortly after high school uh a friend had her aunt owned a trailer at rehoboth beach in that area and the family all used it to vacation and she and i went down there and stayed for the weekend and it was the middle of the night we're both sleeping in these two rooms in the trailer and all of a sudden you hear a noise at the door and somebody was trying to get in So we were two young females. We didn't have cell phones back then, if you can imagine. I can. Um, There wasn't a phone in the trailer. I mean, it was utter panic. You know, we had no weapons, no concept of what to do. And it ended up being absolutely fine. It was one of her cousins who didn't realize that she was using the trailer that weekend. So it was not a big deal. But that kind of always stuck with me as the what if. Mm-hmm. What if it was somebody that wasn't welcome? <laughs> and um, so that trailer now is a scary place to me <laughs> because that's the association I have. Um, so that really inspired my location, too. <laughs> 
And you take us through sort of these, you, you take us through the rural wilds, the backwoods of Delaware, Maryland, the eastern shore of Maryland or something of the sort. And it's it made for a really good dark beginning. And the continuity was there in terms of this is one long, like, strange travel. It's almost like through a tunnel. And you certainly put, uh, you put Quinn in the position of having to be the one to try to hold it together. Now, Quinn and Riley are sisters and very different. Tell us about them and tell us about Quinn and where does she come from? Because she's very forward. She's very into sort of being in charge of things or at least taking some. But at the same time, you, you've you infiltrated her with a great deal of doubt, I think. Yes, yes. I wanted her to be what I felt was a typical teenager. Um, she's a teenage girl. She is the younger sister, but I also wanted to reverse their roles in that Quinn, the younger sister, was the stronger one, right. the bolder one, um, the one who would speak her mind. Her older sister, Riley, is more about being polite and kind and calm. Um, so Quinn really is a headstrong person. Um, she's, but, but I also, she goes through so much, um, that it kind of breaks her a little bit. So she starts off in the beginning of the book. You kind of get a sense of her humor, um, her relationship with her sister. Mm -hmm. But I think as things get worse and worse, she starts to break a little bit and then she comes back. You know, I, I think it's an up and down. And I think I, I tried to portray her as a typical teenager, not making the best decisions, not doing the smartest things, but deep down, never losing her will, even when she feels knocked down. And that was the thing that was really good about her was the fact that, you know, it's not just that she's a girl, it's that she's human. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of the, you know, that risk taking or averse aversion to it that makes a person that is still not completely formed and is still kind of trying to figure out who they are. Um, as you say, Riley tends to be the nice, nicer <laughs> one. It, she's more conciliatory and it's like, okay, which one is the straight one and which one's the comedian here? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Riley is very kind and she's, she's the older sister, but she's a meek. I would say meek is a good way to describe her. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I try to do with characters is I sometimes my characters just come out of nowhere and and just present themselves and I have to figure out who they are and why are they here. And sometimes they come out of people that I know and I try very, very hard never to put a character based on one person uh, because there's so many sides of that person I don't know, even if I've known someone for a long time. Where do Quinn and Riley come from? Are are they your kids, somebody else's kids? <laughs> uh, they're really inspired by relatives. Um, Quinn is kind of a mishmash of one of my nieces and myself. Okay. Um, because I really kind of tapped back into really stupid things that I did as a teenager. And I had Quinn do really stupid things, too. <laughs> um as her character grew, um, you know, she got better. But then um, Riley was based on one of my sisters who I would not say is meek, but she's just very calm, very kind, would not say something negative to somebody to their face the way Quinn would. Right. <laughs> so um, they were both inspired by, by close relatives. That's cool. And 
without saying it, there is there is this definite tension. And I'm like, is it a sibling rivalry or is it just these are two very different people? I, I see it as more two very different people in the way they meet challenges, the way they handle things. Um, I think Riley struggles because she knows she's the older sister. She knows that she should probably kind of help her younger sister along through this traumatic time, but she's also struggling herself. And they're only a year apart in age, so they're both very young. It's not like Riley's significantly older. So I think it's more they're just so different, and the way they attack problems and challenges is so different, and they can't always relate to each other because of that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's sort of like they become united in this tragedy because... There's just this devastation, which probably also exacerbates some of the decision-making, some of the emotion, some of the desperation of what are we going to do, and how are we going to make it? And yes. and the other thing, too, like you were talking about somebody coming to the trailer door, you you bring interesting people from the trailer park or that they just run into, and that's where I think it comes down to, like, there's that question of trust of like, who are these people and why, you know, what's going on? Like, um, I found Aiden to be a really interesting character. I found Jeff to be interesting. And it's like, did they come up in the writing of the story? Did they come up as you're crafting the, the format or whatever is in your mind? Or t- it's like, okay, where do these guys come from? <laughs> <laughs> I had a general idea that I was going to have my two main characters as teenage girls. I knew I was going to have a group of college kids that they were going to kind of meld together with. Um, but really the characters came together as I was writing, like Quinn and Riley were pretty solid in my mind as I started. And then the others, the Aiden, the Jeff, like they kind of grew out of the story. And like you said, with your own experiences, these people, they, these characters, they just kind of pop up in your mind and then you kind of get to know them a little better um as you can you can see them and hear them i mean i don't know about you but when i'm writing it kind of plays out like a movie like i'm seeing it in my head i'm hearing their conversations um so they kind of grew as i was going with the story and we're going to talk more about that story and about this series a.e faulkner is my guest darkness falls the first of the nature's fury series we'll be back in a moment this is the brown posey press show stay with us Sunbury Press Books is the home of independent authors and thinkers. Radio Free Press is our imprint for politics and social issues. Check out authors such as Pat LaMarche, author of Still Left Out in America, The State of Homelessness in the United States. Wingnuts, a field guide to everyday extremism in America by David Michael Slater. And A Year of Change and Consequences by Mark Single. Find out more by clicking the Books tab at sunburypress.com. My guest is A.E. Faulkner, and we've been talking about Darkness Falls, the first of the Nature Fury series. And A.E., we have gotten the beginning here of uh, Quinn and Riley on this odyssey. Tell us a little bit about what exactly becomes the goal for Quinn and Riley. I mean, survival is the thing, but how did you craft this sort of odyssey that that they and these other people suddenly sort of fall together on and are like, all right, we have to go here. What what put that together? Um, I always knew their ultimate goal was to get themselves home. Right. Because they end up stranded, like we said, and without 
transportation, money, any any means to get back to home. So like 100 miles away. Um, they meet with some unfortunate incidents. <laughs> um, Quinn and Riley end up separated. So that's a major issue that they have to solve. And um, the book, the, the it's actually a five-book series, and the, it really is an odyssey. The whole series is them trying to get back together and get back home. But they don't stay in Delaware. They don't stay in the Maryland area. There are more travels along the way, and there are more disasters. Um, the series really does go through it, uh, several different natural disasters that occur. And, and I was really going for kind of a domino effect. Like if nature finally tires of human destruction and decides to fight back, what if she throws at us everything she's got? Mm-hmm. And these two teenagers are at the heart of it and they're trying to deal with it, survive, but ultimately make it back to their home. So it's like, if it can't get any worse than it does, it becomes surreal almost. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the first book, what were the building blocks like for you? And like, how quickly did it come together, the first draft, that sort of thing? Oh, it took about a year for the first draft to come together. And it is funny, I don't know about your writing style, but I... I have kind of pieced it together. Whatever would pop into my head, I would write. So the beginning and the ending were the first things I wrote. I knew where that book was going. Um, And then everything else in the middle, whenever I thought of something, a twist, a turn, I would write that part. And then at the end, I have to piece it all together. But it's funny because I end up writing scenes then that I don't use. Um, And what seems to be my most popular is death scenes. I have written several death scenes, and I decided... (laughs) you know what? I'm going to let them live. <laughs> I for think now. I'm too soft for now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I kind of piece it together. Whatever pops into my head, it gets written. <laughs> the death scenes are interesting. It's always like I come across authors who just kill everyone off by the end of it and leave only one or two left alive to tell the story. I never really was very good at killing people off, which is interesting because of my style of writing and some of my subject matter. Deaths, I kind of reserve for when something really needs to be done. And that does not happen every time. It it depends on the situation and that sort of thing. In this, it's like death is going to be a, re- a grim reality for folks. And I guess the main thing here is, as you piece it together... It's interesting, like, um, I mean, I have friends who use 3 by 5 cards and put them all over the floor. I have friends who put pages all over the floor. I have sometimes done that myself. And does it turn into that? Do you have, like, this giant wall with all these strings or something? <laughs> I, I make, um, on paper, I'm old school. I write it on kind of a notebook, and mm-hmm. I kind of write down, this is what I want to happen, and okay. then I'll kind of draw lines, and I'll kind of, so kind of a paper outline is what I've done. Um, to try to piece that together. Do you script out the characters? Do you sketch them out? Like I see them, uh, some of the notes I have, you kind of get little brief uh, bullet point sketches of who each person is. Do you do that? Do you do that to sort of keep you in line as to who they are? I will keep notes as far as their main characteristics, um, especially eye color, hair color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then with the characters in Darkness Falls, I did find stock images that I liked that gave me a clear picture of what these people looked like. Okay. And um, so for them, I did that. 
Um, but I, I like to kind of keep a written list of their main characteristics, their personality, because it is really in- important to stick with, is this in character for them? Would right. they really do this? Would they really say this? Would they think that? Mm-hmm. And the continuity, again, we've talked about that is that comes over time. And it also comes from just sort of having that intimate conversation with them all the time of uh, sort of getting an idea of who they are. I, just, I remember this happened like 30 years ago. I did a theater project and I don't have a lot of acting experience. And one of the directors of it came up with this really interesting idea for the four lead characters. So it was myself and the other three where we sat on stage and he started interviewing us. And then he gave us a scenario that was not in the script. Very interesting scenario. How do you react to this? What are you going to do? What do you, you know, what is going on here? And we began to explore parts of the characters that we didn't realize really were there. And I was like, wow, this is cool. I, I never forgot that. So it's like I have the conversations with my characters all the time. I assume you must have something of that sort. Yes, yes. That's fascinating, though. That's a great concept. That's a great way to explore them. Um, I did start for my next series. Um, I started Pinterest boards and cool. finding pictures and likes and kind of building those boards. Now, they need a lot of work, but they're started to give me a clear picture of who these people are. So that's helped. And actually, yes, a friend of mine who's working on my website had me do something like that. I use Pinterest for certain things, and she said, okay, we need one for you to get some idea of your moods, to get some idea of your inspirations. And I thought that was kind of an interesting idea. Now, I want to ask about that, but here we have five in the series. How how quickly do these come for you in a series? How how did how did they after darkness falls the next one the next one did they did they write themselves did they just keep coming? Yes, they did. They wrote themselves initially <laughs> when I started Darkness Falls. It was going to be a three book series, right? And then before when Darkness Falls was with my editor, I actually started book two. And at that point, I realized I need five books to tell this whole story um, because three of the books in the series are full length novels. Two are novellas. Right. And so the three main books are from Quinn's point of view, my main character. But then the novellas are from other characters point of view. So I needed the reader to get some more information that Quinn didn't know. Um, so that was kind of fun. They, they really did like these, as these stories emerged in my mind, I had to extend <laughs> the series and that was kind of fun. That was something I wanted to ask about was those spinoffs. And that's interesting. It's a way to do it now. Um, I want to ask you in terms of, we've talked about what you like to read. How wide has your inspiration been in terms of reading uh like what did your folks read what were you reading when you were growing up because that always is a beginning (laughs) i loved reading when i was a kid i would read judy bloom um Mm -hmm. like those super fudge books i loved those (laughs) i loved those series about girls like at an all-girls school and their issues and boys and so i loved all of that um, and then when college hit, I kind of stopped reading because I was reading textbooks. And yep. that is just that's all you can focus on. That's true. Um, and then once I got married and have kids, I the, when the kids were little, I didn't have a lot of free time. And if I had free time, I was sleeping. So um, 
what really got me back into reading was the Hunger Games when I read the Hunger Games series. And I just loved it. I just loved how dark it was. And then when the movies came out, like I loved seeing the characters on screen. That really got me back into reading and made me want to start writing. Have you ever seen what the Hunger Games was actually inspired by? It's a Japanese... It's a Japanese thing called Battle Royale. The movie is incredibly ultra-violent and bizarre. And um, I'm not going to say that The Hunger Games ripped it off or plagiarized because that's wrong to say. But you could tell where it came from. You could tell the heavy inspiration of it. And I saw the trailer was enough for me. And I am not a cringy person. I am not a person that can be grossed out. I am not a person that can be embarrassed. But I can also just look at something and be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, and again, it's a different taste because I it. But that is that is so interesting that that drove you brought you back, re-inspired you, which is great. And uh, here is this series now. What is next in terms of, tell us without giving it all away, what are the next volumes of the series kind of like? So the next, um, as I mentioned, uh, in Darkness Falls, Quinn and Riley end up separated. Mm -hmm. They are going to come back together. So we're going to learn more about that. We're going to learn where Riley was, Mm -hmm. what she was doing, how it impacted her. Is she a changed person? Mm -hmm. Um, And then we will also continue with their journey of trying to get home. Um, But they end up a little farther away than they started. Um, So they they have quite a journey ahead of them. And besides kind of meeting up with Aiden and Jeff and, you know, we mentioned some other characters, they meet other people along the way as well. Not all good, not all bad, um, but it's kind of, their interactions with other people who are also dealing with natural disasters and everybody, you know, people can handle it differently. So I wanted to portray different reactions and different, just different ways that people would treat others in Mm -hmm. that situation. And what kind of reactions have you gotten? Like, of course, we were at at the book festival, and every event is a little bit different. The conventions are different. The fairs are different and that sort of thing. What kind of feedback have you gotten? Um, I've heard a lot of good feedback. Um, It's funny because I wrote the series. My intended audience was teenage girls, Mm -hmm. um, figuring they could relate most to the main characters. Um, But a lot of people that I talk to, that I hear from, that enjoy the series, they're more my age. are more middle-aged people. Um, I personally like young adult. I am nowhere near a young adult in age, but I like to read those stories. And yeah. it's it's kind of fun because I'm finding more people closer to my age that enjoy that too. I was surprised at that too, because I mean, I primarily write young adult, but I've, I've often said that it's young adult slash new adult. And I was surprised to find people closer to my age or, you know, somewhere in between that were getting into the stories and understanding them. And I was like, Oh, good. So it's like it, 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 you know, we're not all things to all people, but 
if you can get a slightly wider audience and get somebody interested, it's cool. Um, but yeah, it's, there's a great series here and are, are we going to see more of them? Are you looking at looking ahead to another project? What is next for you? (laughs) Well, I do have a free short story from the series as well. And that is out on my website. You can grab that if you want. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm feeling kind of done with the nature's fury gang for now never say never maybe we'll go back um but i have i am working on a new series it's only two books in the series and it's the divided state series and it's basically set into the future in what was the united states which is now divided into three territories Hmm. that are ruled by separate leaders and basically people do not cross the borders um Hmm. but one of my characters does and it's a teenage girl. <laughs> um, she finds, uh, learns about secrets that are happening in the other territories, and she's going to find out that secrets can be deadly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is coming along nicely. I have the first book um, written. It's gone to beta readers. I need to work on their feedback. And the second book is halfway written. All right. And w- how about your writing, like your writing work now uh, with a family and all that? Uh, how do you mark out? Do you block out time to write? Um, or do you just dive into it and your, your, your family's like, okay, she's writing. Leave her alone. <laughs> Leave mom alone. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically on the couch in the evenings, you know, by 8, 8.30 at night, I'm sitting there on the couch with my laptop on my lap and I'm working on things as the TV's on, the family's there. So it, it can be hard to... Um, concentrate and my writing doesn't happen as fast as i would like um but every night pretty much um i try to get on the laptop from like 8 30 to 10 30 and get get words down very good now where can we find these books where where are they available uh you can find the paperbacks on pretty much any online realtor uh retailer um and also on amazon um all the books in my series are in kindle unlimited so you can get the ebooks through amazon and uh, my website has a description of each book and it's got pictures of the characters it's got book club questions so it's it's got little quizzes too um so i tried to put some fun stuff out there i thought that was kind of neat and what is what is the site again it's a e it's i'm sorry it's author a e faulkner.com all right. Well, uh, last question for you. When you come across someone who may be young, may be old, that has an idea or has an idea for a book or wants to try something, what's the best advice you give them? I would tell them to go for it, to write it. Just get it down. I believe there is a reader out there for every book. Now, they might need help with getting together an outline or with next steps, but I would tell them to dream big and and try i mean get it written but i feel like if we could partner other you know authors together we can help each other maybe swap services or whatever else it takes if i help somebody with an outline maybe they can edit for me or you know something i would say don't give it up you've been listening to the brown posey press show with your host tori gates find his works including searching for roy buchanan call it love and shake hands with the devil along with more independent authors of fiction and nonfiction at sunburypress.com thank you for listening this is the Bookspeak network
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.